Hello everybody, welcome to Lonneke Talks USA. We are going to discuss everything happening here, right here in America, and especially in New York City today. I welcome everybody watching live, and for the people listening, we're going to cover a lot of subjects, and I have the live chat out. If you want me to discuss a certain subject, you can send me a super chat, and we will cover it. Like last week, or a few days ago, when I did my previous video, um, Dick asked, uh, he, he came out with um, one viewer, came out, his name is Dick, so he went to uh, the super chat and he sent me a super chat and he asked to talk about the tri-state something. Uh, I don't know what exactly it was. Was it tri-state city? Tri-state city. Yes. And that's Dirk. He's here as well. My dog is behind me. So we're all here together and we, um, it's a weekend and I hope you're having a good time if you are um, hopefully relaxing and hoping for a good future. But I am always happy for the people to join we're going to discuss new york city today because we have had we're going to discuss a few other things about america and things that were in the news and we'll do it later but i also always have one major topic that i want to discuss and i decided maybe this time it's a good thing to discuss new york city and the year of the lockdown here and go down uh memory lane with you take a trip down memory lane to go over what really happened and how we got to this point and will New York City survive? That's will New York City has changed, but will it go back to normal or will it become different? I would like to hear your input as well. New York City is just an example. It could also mean the same thing is happening in other cities around America. So if you live in America in a city, please share in the live chat also with everybody um, what your city has been through while I tell you exactly what my city has been through and that's New York City. So I decided to make a timeline so I can explain to you a little bit what happened and this is where we are at now but we'll cover it later. I wanted to go talk about this 2020 and we'll go down and just follow the months so you really know and understand what happened first of all in january we started hearing or actually maybe before the new year of 2020 but we started to hear things about what's happening in china and Dirk is laughing why are you laughing i didn't know you were gonna pull up a timeline on a piece of paper well i asked you if you could make it happen for everybody on the computer but yeah, you said that was like 50 minute notice and I thought maybe you were going to draw a timeline, but do it on your screen so you can email, <laughs> could email it to me and I could display oh, it on the screen. Oh, that is smart too. But I think this is also works. It works. So in January, we heard about this thing in China that was happening, right? Remember? And we saw a lot of people falling on the streets and this was like scary. We haven't heard of it happening that much lately. But back then, remember... We saw all these scary videos coming from China. And what happened, President Trump was still in office. On the 31st, he put in place this order that people from China were not, they, you know, there was a travel ban. But then all those weeks passed and we went to February and people were fighting Trump, even the, even 
Biden said it was um, um, what was it? It was like um, bigotry. It was like um, you know racist to have this ban. But the Democrats they kept downplaying it. And on the twenty fourth of February, Pelosi went to San Francisco to Chinatown. I don't know if you remember, but she went there because she thought it was so bad for the Chinese community that what this travel ban and we need to. Um, come together. So Trump was actually declaring it's a pandem- pandemic and he started the whole process. And even though all his opposition party leaders and people were like saying that he was crazy and he shouldn't do this, but he restricted travel from China, as you can see. And then the next thing is that um, one thing that I remember when I go down my memory lane is that on February 24th, Nancy Pelosi went on TV and went to San Francisco and had lunch in Chinatown there to get people to come out. We shouldn't be too worried and we should just all come together. And many people were already like, why is she doing that? Because we know something's happening over there in China and we don't know if it's contagious and maybe we should not gather like that. But um, then... Um, Dirk has also a little video of that. Dirk is still laughing with my my frame. Yeah, that one. Everything at so once. on what is this website? It is well, it's you can read it in the top bar. But Pelosi launches in San Francisco Chinatown, and she went all out with everybody gathering. So she's basically telling people to gather. The next thing that happened was March second. The Blasio tweeted that everybody should just go out. And he had even a um, recommendation for a movie and everybody should just go out and we should just all have fun. And people were, if you see the tweets underneath his tweet, they were already like, why are you um, saying that people should gather when something is happening and Trump is telling people to be careful and he wants to stop travel, but then you are all against him. And I was like, they're going to get, you know, make this go out of hand and then President Trump gets the blame and then they can win the election. That's what was my thoughts that back then, but I wasn't wrong. It's kind of what happened. So he says, Bill de Blasio on March 2nd, 2020, he says, since I'm encouraging New Yorkers to go on with your lives and get out on the town, that's not telling people to stay home. But then if you scroll down a little bit, you see some reactions of people like, is this a smart thing? to do is this um yeah so basically he was telling everybody to just live your life go out and he was also himself doing that he had a lot of backlash over the months we can discuss that in a little bit yes someone says uh, this one did not age well if you go down a little bit more there's one tweet that i saw that um says that people are yeah someone says why would you tell people to go out so it's not just um uh, he, he, well, say this age well history will not be kind well anyway within a few days we started having a lockdown within a week or so 10 days after this happened and then they started this whole new york pause thing meaning that everything would be closed and they had this whole plan together with Cuomo. And I started doing this 100-day live stream of the lockdown. You can still find it in my YouTube. This is when I started doing these videos. 
And I had um, a video of the... Um, I started with like two viewers or maybe one or two and one of them was Dirk. So nobody was watching and slowly, you know, it also depends when we do this or what time. Sometimes we have 250 viewers. Sometimes we have less. Sometimes people watch it later. And it's just really nice that we're all doing this together. But what I really want to say is that in the lockdown time, I'm already discussing a few things that I see happen and that now... I see someone in the chat talking about Cuomo and the backlash that he gets that I already mentioned in those videos that there's something not well. There's something going wrong there, even though he was doing a lot well. He was on TV every day, Cuomo. And um, one of the things was also that Mayor de Blasio and Cuomo always got into arguments because... Cuomo really wanted to show that now it was a state of emergency. He has all the powers. The Blasio cannot open or close schools. It was a whole discussion every time. And in the end, it became that um, they worked it out one way or another. But definitely we knew there was something going on. They weren't best friends. They didn't really like each other. So we had a lockdown. And then on the 15th of May, the New York Pause ends and uh, phase four. Oh, sorry. So we're here in May. So we had the lockdown. Everything was closed. People wear a mask. I was wiping off everything, disinfecting everything, all the groceries. We would walk with all the masks. We were like taking this super seriously. And um, theaters were closed. Schools were closed. Everything was closed. Um, we saw a run on the on the grocery stores people were you know hoarding and um, buying toilet paper the one thing that was out was like um, you know wasn't available was toilet paper and disinfectant wipes and that was you know the two items that were really uh, difficult but for the rest it was still pretty stocked um, and then we went to June so in May the New York City was the last one to open up again. It took much longer because you needed to make like seven levels. You had to um, like the amount of IC beds and the amount of people in the hospital. Uh, it had to be to a certain level and then you could open up. So all of New York State was already open and New York City was the last one. So basically at the end of May, we were like, oh, next week we're going to open up. I think it was like, the first of June or something, but we, I remember all the stores were calm and the streets were calm and beautiful and we were all waiting to open up again. And then we had this suddenly this George Floyd murder and or situation. There's still, it's in front of the court. So we will hear the verdict at some point. And suddenly we started seeing protests and it wasn't for another, another, um, murder or another person it was just george george floyd was all over the news suddenly and we started to learn about black lives matter but what happened was at the end of may we started getting riots and looting and i want to clarify that the protests were peaceful mostly but there were different groups that went to loot and that's what you see a lot when um, these things happen and also people were not even supposed to gather but the Blasio thought this was so important. So churches had to be closed. Everything had to be closed. Nobody could gather. No events. The police had to really 
be strict, but the lockdown, okay, you uh, it doesn't matter for the Black Lives Matter people. They can all gather, and they were really gathering. And then they said, yeah, but they're wearing masks. No, not always. They were very close together, and that's when we started getting the 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 looting and the riots. And that's when that's from May 29th. No, May 30th or May 31st, June 1st, June 2nd. And that's where my husband, he went all around town to show all the, you know, he went in between all the looters and the rioters and they set things on fire and police cars and he made this book. The link is below if you're interested to, to see more pictures for yourself. There's some um, sa- like uh, sam- example pictures there. But... Um, yeah, the whole book has all the things. So that was a very stressful, scary times. And de Blasio went to a protest not too far from the looters and the rioters. And I remember that he was sending a tweet saying, oh, I just visited this, this peaceful protest on Union Square while they were actually looting in my street. And I sent him a tweet saying, hey, why don't you go check out on Soho? Everything is on fire. And he didn't respond. He was just acting for the outside world that everything was peaceful and perfect, even though all the windows, everything was smashed. And um, we, I've made many videos about it. If you want to hear more about it, send me a question or something. But it was definitely not what you see in the mainstream media. It was um, young kids that would loot and the police were not allowed to do anything. There was a lot of police. They felt very frustrated because they were working hard every day to uh, get, um, you know, the, they had to be very tough on the protesters. That's what their people in charge said. But they weren't allowed to do anything with the looters. So that's if you cannot do your job, then people are frustrated. So after these riots and looting that also were, you know, the protests were about defund the police and everything. There was old graffiti everywhere, like... Um, no more white people in buildings that was written on buildings, um, redistribute wealth on Twitter. You saw people saying, let's go next. Let's go in the buildings, uh, of these, uh, these people. And, um, in Tribeca, a few buildings were li- put on fire. So we're lucky that didn't happen here, but the police couldn't do anything. It was like a cat and mouse game. They would break windows. There were Antifa kind of people that would break windows and then, young kids would go in to loot and then there would be criminals waiting for them and then sometimes at gunpoint tell them to give up the loot and then these expensive cars would uh, drive in and out the streets all the time and the police told us we well if we had we were in charge we wanted to just close off the streets you know it's easy there's a few blocks you put a car everywhere they cannot drive up and down the streets but they were not allowed to do their job so I felt bad for the police officers because this was definitely, and it's always, whenever there's an issue between people and the police, it's always the people in charge that mess up. And this time it was uh, Commissioner Shea and police, um, Bill de Blasio. Nobody liked him. And over the months in the summer also, um, we we have had a lot of issues about um, that de Blasio didn't do his job, basically, where he went out to the gym himself. He would walk in the park, even though there was a lockdown and people there, people were told to stay within their own neighborhood. He was even dancing around uh, New York City uh, on Times Square, New Year's Eve. People thought it was so tone deaf. But you see that a lot. A lot of politicians that they put 
all these these things and these curfews and these lockdown measures on you, but themselves they do they don't care. They do whatever they want. So also here that was a big issue, and we will talk more about the mayor because the there will be elections next year, and there's a few people that are running. We'll talk in a little bit about that. So uh, when the summer it was kind of we still had theaters closed, restaurants closed a little bit. Um, uh, we had outdoor dining, which was nice. And the summer felt a little bit like people were on the streets. It was like 20, 30, 40 years ago. What I noticed, a lot of people sa- told me that lived here in the 70s, it was more on the street. And people were not even afraid that cars would bump into them. But that was the summer. And then we went into, um, we got a car because we were like, we never want to be stuck in New York City anymore. Uh, during the looting we want to get away if we can uh, if so we we bought a car for us that was the biggest decision because new york is almost nobody has a car in new york city i think it's only eight percent or something um but if something like that that's so terrifying happens you are thinking about options like i want to avoid this ever happening again and what can I do? So we got a car and we started driving around. And we saw, we saw also that in other parts of New York, um, a lot of patriots live and they were just living their lives. And um, yeah, then we started having the numbers go up again. And of course, around the elections, that's uh, the, also there was a reason to get all this mail-in voting done because of the virus. And we all know what happened with that. We got the election on November 5th and oh, 3rd. Which one was it this time? I forgot already. Let me know. Um, so, and then we started doing some indoor dining again in December. Or it started to be banned again indoor, so restaurants were closed. Restaurants won a, a lawsuit talking about... Um, they were so confused with going opening, closing, the things they had to do. They had to... Uh, make these outdoor dining areas. They were not allowed to, they had to have like separated uh, parts. Some did a really good job, spent tens of thousands of dollars. Others didn't. Others were closed. Many went out of business and the whole uh, union, and that's the nice thing about America. There's a lot of unions still that are very active. They went to court and they won. So uh, Cuomo had to let everything open up again. And with Valentine's Day, it started opening up again to 25%, but you see many restaurants are doing a little more. Um, it's still snowing here. It's still cold in New York City. So I hope the next month, the next few months, the weather will be getting, getting better. So I hope restaurants that made it through can survive. And actually some restaurants that really did a really good job. They really put up a nice nice outdoor like uh, this one restaurant called Lafayette they have this winter wonderland outside with eclos and um yeah my patreon i posted a picture of um uh another restaurant that has all these little little cute cabins but i forgot one thing and i want to talk about a little more in depth and Derek can also show some news articles it's the issue with cuomo i see some people talking about it Cuomo is under fire. Trump is gone. And Cuomo um, is under fire now. And it's funny because it's even Democrats that are going after him. What's the story? The story is that he won Emmys for his COVID response. He won... 
like a lot of attention and he wrote a book about his COVID response. But in the end, New York had like the one of the highest death tolls in America. Like maybe only two other states, just like, uh, like California, they're doing bad as well. So he's in the top three of the worst states. But still, he's all on TV all the time. And what he did was on March, remember going back to March 2nd, the Blasio was doing this tweet, everybody should go out. Um, just a few weeks after, three weeks after, Cuomo on the 25th wrote an um, executive order. And the executive order said that people should that were recovering from COVID, so they weren't all healthy again, but they were recovering from COVID, had to be sent to nursing homes. And then, so there were recovering people that were sent to nursing homes. What happened afterwards, I said that also in my 100-day live streams, where every day I went online as my diary to talk about what was going on. I gave the numbers, I gave everything. Well, apparently the numbers were wrong because he... Um, what happened was that many nursing homes had a lot of deaths after that. And the death toll was high already, but the Cuomo is now under fire because his his um, assistant, Melissa De Rosa, she's always on TV with him and she didn't really look happy. So, But now I can understand why. Because they were hiding the total amount of deaths in the nursing homes because the Trump administration back then wanted to um, wanted to talk about the um, you know the numbers to know what to do if something is working or not you need the exact numbers and they froze it they didn't tell him they didn't tell the administration exactly because they were worried for an investigation and also if there's many more deaths then you kind of want to know right away so you can stop it and now they're thinking that many deaths were could have been prevented and i already questioned this executive order back then because trump was sending this hospital ship the usns comfort to new york and had about thousand beds and in the javits center which is a big um event space with the glass ceiling remember in 2016 clinton wanted to break through the glass ceiling as the first female president. That didn't happen. So everybody was there upset. And um, But that place turned into a hospital. It normally is like a car show, event space, and all these big events go, uh, are there. But Cuomo didn't want to send these people there. He wanted to send these people to these nursing homes. And then it ended up that a lot of people died. And I've heard it from my own you know, people I know that are in either nursing homes or know people in nursing homes that... If an affected person goes into a nursing home, you suddenly have a big group of people wiped out. Um, it's just now we know from experience and from the results that that happened. But the result was there were many more deaths than were reported. And then you get all these people, like including the Blasio, that says, um, you know, is going after Cuomo. Because now he has a chance. Before Cuomo was always complaining about the Blasio and how bad he handled New York City. But now we have it the other way around. And we have the Blasio going after Cuomo because apparently this Democrat, Ron Kim, came out and he said um, that Cuomo threatened him that if he came out with this story that uh, he would be destroyed. And then Cuomo 
responded saying that it was not true and he actually doubled down a little bit so we're right in the middle of this whole thing right now but the fbi has already said that they're going to investigate or they're actually already investigating this scandal some say that he should be impeached so he was all very happy with the whole trump impeachment but now he has to deal with it himself and yeah um so the the thing is that we now know um, this one woman called Janice Dean. She is a meteorologist and she already was upset and came out. She is, I think she's from Fox News, but she was very vocal about that something was wrong with the nursing homes because her both her in-laws died. And now some are even saying you should run for governor and then it will be a female governor. Even um, Megan McCain, the daughter of John McCain is saying that. And shes I don't think she was really up for that but because she was so vocal and what she said about the nursing home scandal is coming out uh, people are asking about it but also in July and August last year we already there were already question marks placed with uh, Cuomo and all his um, endeavors I have some other links I think I don't know if Dirk show of you if you have it but there's a there's what a, link are you looking for yeah just a Cuomo I had a few links but yeah, Janice Dean, people should go to jail okay. for New York nursing home death cover-up. So in America, people can actually go to jail if they do a crime. I know that some people from the Netherlands are watching and never, if a politician does, does something, they actually go to jail. But in America, it actually happens. If you really committed something and you try to cover it up, that's a crime. So we have to see what's going to happen. But... Um, his aide, his second, uh, you know, the, the most important person besides him that was dealing with this is uh, admitted it in a conference call or a call with Democrats. And um, that's what this all blew up. So I think a lot of deaths in New York State could have been prevented, maybe even New York City. We have seen some nursing homes with 100 deaths, 50 deaths. It's... We know that the elderly need to be protected. They're the most vulnerable. And especially some in New York have been inside over a year. They joke and they say, yeah, we're imprisoned. But in reality, they are. And it's even worse because they're not allowed out of their room. So where people in jail actually have some airtime to go out, these elderly people have to stay inside. They cannot socialize they cannot go outside it's really really terrible what is happening but some see the vaccine as a, as a way to go to get out of this other people are like i don't know what to think anymore many people deteriorated so we know that this is whatever the response was they didn't learn from it and after the first few months you kind of see could see already where this was going Things were covered up and we still haven't learned. We still have a lockdown in New York City and we still don't have the vulnerable people protected the most and other people free. We still have, I believe that schools, they were open for a little bit, then they were closed again. So friends of ours have a child in school and they left um, because, you know, if the school is closed, why are you staying in New York City in all the you know coldness of the snow it's fun for two days but then it gets boring um if you have any questions let me know i also want to say i'm so happy to hear that finally people started to receive their 
sweaters. There was a little issue with delivery, but I'm happy that more and more people are actually getting their merchandise and I've had nice results. So I'm waiting for the pictures. And um, so hopefully everything is now done and it's a great way to support me and my cause. We are all, someone said, no, it's not cancel culture. It should be support culture, but really we need to cancel the cancel culture. Meaning we, we have to tell them to stop. This is not okay. You can have your own opinion, go to the people you like, and we go to our people. You cannot just go after people because you don't like their opinion. That's what this stands for. And um, we have mugs and everything. I keep saying that because it's a nice way to help me do these videos. I start small. I start with you and everybody that supported me. I'm very appreciative. And also in my Amazon uh, wish list, I added a few things. Some people asked for that uh, because there were like now everything is different um, amounts. So some are like smaller little um, things you can donate to me or bigger ones. It's to improve my studio still sitting on my blank on, on my blankets it's uh, i would like a better seat and i would like our stool and i have a few other things i want some lights to to change some background lights for different topics um yeah it's all great if you uh and the super chats is also a great way to do that or a sticker but new york city has changed so i just told you a little bit where we all believed cuomo and the blasio that they were doing the right thing but I wonder, Dirk, how you feel about the past year in New York City? How I feel about the past year in New York City. At first it was kind of nice in a way. Because it was clean. It was quiet. And especially in the weekends. The w weekends in Soho are extremely busy. It isn't even fun to go out. And the now tourists. It, yeah, yeah. now it was more manageable. Um it felt like we were living in a small town city. Yeah, and everybody so was more friendly to each other, uh, more helpful. The people who uh, stuck around, they are really involved with the neighborhood. Yeah, so because that's something I didn't say. Most people left. So some people have been gone for over a year. Some places have uh, you know there's every building has people that are watching and, and guarding the fort but many especially elderly people have left the city or people that have enough money and they have a second home somewhere they all left the city and um that made it so quiet but go ahead you were talking so th that was nice and after a while especially on the east side you s saw more uh, homeless uh, homelessness or homeless people but but normally th uh, something happened to the homeless people because normally they are super nice uh, but now uh, they started to some started to go nuts and there was more drug abuse they were peeing on the street pooping on the street they were using drugs on the street uh, people were more more violent towards each other and that slowly moved from the east side to Soho uh, yeah. but uh, fortunately there are no restaurants here there's no food here so they didn't stick around but things didn't get friendly here it, it's a mess here uh, Washington Square Park there are needles everywhere it's it's just bad it's really bad now yeah they do less cleaning even though the air quality is the best it's ever been and you can drive your car everywhere so there are good things uh, with the city being like this 
but it's not helping. You know, New York City needs more income, needs more people here to sustain. And you see that that things are going out of business, businesses are going out of business, and um, but I have to say, like they lowered um, the the. You know, less times uh, cleaning up the streets. So the street is more messy. There's less cleaning. The streets are less safe. There's less police. It doesn't make any sense. If you if you want to build back better, then do better and not worse. Yeah. So why now? It's not people here. They really have. They find support from each other and they go out to these outdoor dining to get together and talk, speak to your neighbors, and you really have to find it within yourself because right now New York City is not giving us that energy that we used to get from it. Um, I do have to say before this all happened, our area was really on the verge of breaking just because there were so many people. It was like Disney World here. Um, and for me, that's overwhelming. You know, I have a stress disorder, so when there's a lot of people, noise, I tend to stay home and I wait until everything quiets down. So normally that was early morning or late at night. And uh, yeah, it was just everybody was shopping. But also the people that came here changed. There was all a lot of foreigners shopping here. And now it's a lot of people from the African-American community. They love, still love their designer stuff. And they all come to uh, buy the stuff. And sometimes you even have people um, talking about um, the... Um, you know, they're, they're breaking in. There's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of crime. There's days. a lot of crime, a lot of uh, robberies and stuff. Last time we talked about the Citizen app, and this is also an example on your screen. If you if you download the Citizen app, click Location New York. Every time I go out walking with uh, with Bain, our dog, uh, I check the Citizen app, and it's like person slashed, robbery, uh, person robbed at gunpoint. It's, it's insane. Well, they always used to be crime, but it wasn't like this it's more unprovoked it's more violent but i also want to just first say thank you so much wooden banjo boy for your for your support you say let's cover your question hi lonica love your show back to the 100 day lockdown well thank you you're one of the originals cuomo and de blasio did not want to make president trump look good so they lied he gave them a hospital ship and Javits, and they wouldn't use it. Hey, Dirk. Hey. <laughs> You're totally right. He, I remember so clearly when they asked Quan, why didn't you use the hospital ship? It's because they didn't want... You have to understand, there are people in America that rather want America to fail than help President Trump to save people and save people's lives. They prefer other countries to do better and... Uh, than America and this is what you saw last year they could have gone the extra mile and say you know this is really a very serious situation we need to do everything and help the president even if you don't like the president you don't want America to fail it's the same as that Biden is now in office he's in the White House that if something if there's a foreign attack or whatever basically some say that this virus is like a bio warfare um, you do everything to even if you you set your differences aside and you work together but even within this no president trump did everything without any support only a few people in this uh in the republicans and some uh, also people that live in the street they whatever was happening and and the democrats mayors and governors were locking them up they 
prefer to complain about President Trump, even though, and this is something I want to keep mentioning, is that the governor is responsible for the COVID response. That's why you see now that Florida ha- is doing well with Governor DeSantis. He's really coming out as a leader. He's a Republican. But many of the Democrat-led areas, including the Bellagio, New York, and then the, uh, Governor Cuomo in New York State, New York State, and then we have um, Governor Newsom in California, who is being recalled, and suddenly they want to check the signature signatures because during the elections they couldn't do it, but now it's very important. And um, yeah, so it's really sad that these people are, you know, they were complaining about Trump, and he was doing the best with, you know. If you they wanted vaccines, we'll get you vaccines as soon as possible. You want a hospital ship, I'll give you a hospital ship. You want some extra PPE, we'll get you PPE. You need more ventilators, I got it. So that's what a president can do. He can do the overall uh, emergency uh, help with emergency medication and stuff like that. But to open or close schools and all that stuff that really makes a difference for something to spread or not is what a governor does. And we can say after a year that for some reason, Florida had also had an uptick and also people died there, but it was a more slow yeah, response. It wasn't like these extremes that you saw in New York. And that's also the thing. If you lock people up and they don't go outside, no fresh air, no sunlight, no social contact, they become depressed, depression and stress is affecting your health, your immune system, and it's a vicious circle. So... Um, we already know that a lot of these things that are put in place, these orders, these measures are in the long run affecting people. We already see that there's less, um, cancer screening. So in five or 10 years, more people die that could have lived maybe for 20, 30 years longer because they didn't get checked in time. And, um, I just hope that uh, you are not one of them, but it's really sad what is happening. And, um, yeah, so even Republican, I see now an article, Republican senators push to investigate Cuomo. So everybody's like going on this impeachment. And it's like, what happened to Trump? Many people are wake up like, wait, we have to fight. Whenever something someone does something wrong, we were always maybe more lenient, more like, you know, let's let it go and just make it better in the future. But no, we're not going to let it slide. We're going to fight and and do the same thing so i think the democrats have also opened up a can of worms and are going to uh feel the consequences but new york city definitely yeah the question is still will new york city survive it's different now it's younger people here the 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 real estate market is some are very convinced like ryan serhans who's a celebrity has his own he just opened his huge office around the corner on West Broadway uh, for his uh, new real estate agency called Surehand. And he believes everything is possible and he's putting a lot of money and time into it. But for instance, rent, normally you had to pay one month uh, as a broker fee that is skipped many times. You even get some months for free. The rent is lowered. Um, We see people are just breaking leases when it comes to bigger companies. Like I saw Valentino, for instance, had this big space on fifth Avenue, but fifth Avenue where all these tourists used to used to shop is super quiet. It's been quiet for a year. I showed it in my videos in New York. Uh, when I tour New York city. Oh yeah. I see also this article with uh, the Cuomo brothers by on AP 
over the year, they were having this lovey-dovey um, brotherly conversation on TV about the, you know, the the COVID response. Even Chris Cuomo was uh, when he was had COVID, he had this whole video um, announcing that he could come out of his basement, even though people saw him on the streets when he was actually positive, COVID positive. Didn't he beat COVID by doing push push-ups? I don't know what he did, but he's very much about his looks. And uh, but uh, a neighbor saw him outside when he was supposed to supposedly COVID positive, and he was very upset about it. And it was caught. But he had all these, um, yeah, the Cuomo brothers show. They were always on TV together. And now CNN has blocked Chris Cuomo from from interviewing his brother because he hasn't asked him about the nursing homes and the tough hitting, tough questions. So we don't, um, that hasn't happened. And we, so we want the Cuomo brothers. And then p- some people say, yeah, it's like mafia. And the Blas, you said that too. Yeah, I totally believe this Ron Kim, this Democrat, because that's typically Cuomo threatening people. That's what they all say. They all come out. But it's always funny that always it takes one person to step out and say something. And then everybody else, many people are a little bit of, you know, scary cowards cowards yeah and they only dare to speak up when someone did the first step and you see that also in all other political things um it's sometimes in a good way like trump he was like let's bring back the america first spirit but then if i see what uh, boris johnson said he said uh, america is back and okay for most americans it feels like america is losing everything that was going well over the past years the uh, fuel prices have gone up already. We will probably see a much bigger increase because now they're all going to focus on green energy. And um, even though, you know, Texas is, um, you know, has green energy and then these uh, windmills, they don't work anymore. And these solar panels are covered in snow. So it's not, it's not you know, the, the real solution right now. We might have to invent some new solutions in the future and if you focus too much on those ways of energy then and you you shut down the, f- the regular coal and oil industry then you know we're gonna have a hard time where we where more places will we are used to having the heat on and the fridge on and but in texas many people have been suffering four or five days without electricity that even the sad story of this little girl that her fishbowl froze and her fish died. So it's all these things that they never thought happened. And of course, last week, Ted Cruz was all in the news because he took a trip. Um, It's, I think they're in recess Congress. So he took a trip to Cancun and he realized that it was not smart because Texas is suffering and that's his uh, constituents. So we flew back. So he, he owned up to his mistake. He said, sorry, was not smart, but he also said he was just there to chaperone his girls. But that was carefully worded because even if it's a five day trip, you chaperone your daughters. And, um, but he came back, so he learned from it, but it's also a distraction. All these media outlets, you have to understand 90% are anti-Trump pro Democrats and they, um, are going to, um, um, you talk more about, that than actually people dying in a nursing home. It's all political. Everything is political. 
So, oh, I see that the parents of his school demand enforcement of quarantine rules or will keep the Sanders children out of class. Yeah, okay. Um, they, you give them, we have a saying in the Netherlands, you give them one finger, they take the whole hand. And that's what you see with Republicans. And they, and that's something that Trump also says, like when they go after you, you know, you can own up to your mistakes, but don't give in. You have to keep fighting and fighting this narrative because they go after you. Yes, it's very sad about Texas, what's happening. And it's a wake up call that people need to always prepare and have something prepared in case a storm happens because in America, it happens. We've had, you know, in Florida and all those uh, coastal um, states, they suffer from hurricanes, tornadoes, all that stuff. Well, not maybe tornadoes, but hurricanes there. There's tornadoes in other areas. So every America has a lot of natural disasters. And every time it's somewhere else, it's been happening always. So we have to just always be prepared for that when you live in America. And... I wonder what else you want to talk about. So let me know in the super chat, but let's go back to New York City for a little bit. There are a lot of attacks on the streets. Dirk already mentioned that people are going crazy. And uh, a friend of ours who lives a few blocks down the road showed a video that he was actually a witness of a... Of a That's not this video, by the way. This no, is this is not else. this video, but a black, uh, like African-American homeless man that went crazy. And there was an Asian man and... He came out, looked maybe at him. Not no, no, no. I think. What he, was the story? The the so the homeless guy asked for money, and the uh, that other guy he didn't hear him because he had headphones those, on. Yeah, headphones or earpods or whatever. Um, so he just walked by, and that pissed that guy off. And I noticed that a lot on the street. I always say hi or whatever. I always talk to everybody, but. Sometimes I also don't he hear somebody and people get agi agitated. And this guy was so agitated that he beat him on the back of the head. That guy dropped immediately and he just started punching him in the face. And then uh, people around him wanted to uh, get him off of the guy. And he had, I think he had a box cutter with him and a, a needle. So it's just not safe. Yeah, so I saw it on a video myself. And then this video that was in the news, uh, and this is on Yahoo News, where you saw on social media where just a cyclist and then someone starts hitting on them. And you see these kind of unprovoked attacks. Uh, there was also another uh, story a few weeks ago on Canal Street where this man just went on with a bat, just baseball bat, hitting people. This woman, she's now apparently, or I don't know if she still is, but was in a critical um, situation in the ICU. And um, people were asking for money because it was unprovoked. So I'm happy I have a dog with me because many of these people, they don't like dogs. When they're in that state, they also think for some reason that the dog is more scary than it is. Um, so that's good. I encourage everybody always to have a dog with you because they, my dog especially senses uh, when something is off. Um, so... He signals us, uh, you know, when he thinks something is weird, I'm like, oh, let's turn around. But it really helps also to protect from crazy people. And just in New York, it's just uh, a little... Some people just go on with their life and they probably tell you, oh, it's all fine here. But, you know, you see in the news a crime is spiked in New York City. Also because the police 
they because of the whole defund the police and the Blasio took one billion dollars away from the budget, people resigned. And the poorer communities are the ones that are going to suffer. So there's much more crime within those communities. A lot of times it's also black-on-black crime. Many people have died. Also during the protests for George Floyd, many people died. Even young kids that were in the uh, you know, way of fire. And it's, I mean, they were just in the middle of the street when people started shooting each other and they died. And it's just a very sad situation that this could have been prevented if the people in charge didn't bring up this 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 uh, aggressive rhetoric and they still do it and it's also the people that are in congress that do that it's not only um the mayor that lets everything happen it's also the nancy pelosi's the kamala harris the um aoc the the maxine waters it's almost like they think if you don't talk about it it doesn't exist yeah. Just like in Texas, nobody's offering help um, with the crime here in New York. Just don't talk about it and a, it'll go away. Well, the Texas, I read somewhere that AOC actually got $2 million uh, raised for Texas. So if she did that, that's a good thing. You should but always... But Biden go there. No. Uh, Trump got a lot of shit because he didn't go somewhere soon enough. Did yeah. anybody go out to Texas to check out... What, what the what's going on? Well, Biden called a lid when it uh, was a snowstorm, and actually Kamala Harris has been taking calls with uh, world leaders. So, but how is that even possible in these days to to have an outage for so long? Yeah, it's they were not prepared, and it's been really cold there. So and privatization of uh, the electrical companies worked wonders here, right? I uh, yeah, it's uh, some yeah, people no. are. Some people are um, even heating their houses with their cars. Like I saw someone with a Ford F-150 hybrid that was a heating car. But also people die because of that. Because some cars with the carbon monoxide, um, it's dangerous. So, But people are trying to find ways to stay um, warm. And we also see a lot of... Um, there were some... Um, accidents traffic accidents because of the, s- the slippery roads and oh it's already 3.2 million dollars for texas relief and she's also volunteering you see even people that we you know we don't agree on with um, politics you always need to call out good things with people and uh, if it I, is I actually don't think she's such a bad politician. She is. She's very good. She's yeah. super smart, and she's very good at what she does. I don't I agree just, with her. No. But at least she's doing something. I can respect that. Uh, whether some say she was, uh, she she auditioned for this job to have like a left leaning, extremer, um, um, f- famous face in politics, but doesn't matter she speaks well and she is whether sometimes she says things that are a little weird or crazy uh, i can respect her for just doing the same thing over and over again and if you raise money for people in need that's always a good thing so we we are the people that are always going to call out what's wrong and what's right that's how i like to roll so i really appreciate that she's doing this and using her fame towards this and i wish more people did that and um yeah it's uh, so the attacks on the street it's happening but besides everything that's happening there's a big 
war on ideology. I already mentioned the cancel culture. Um, still happening every day. But we also have another cultural war happening. And it's the need for all these party, uh, parties or companies to be woke. And I saw this thing the other day or today. I don't know when I saw it, but about Coca-Cola. I don't know if you've seen it, but they apparently have this training for the employees to... It's like... Uh, more diversity training or whatever but there's actually things and recommendations like be less white and how are you going to be less white there's a whole slideshow and all these tips of what you need to do more listening less um, opinionated so you basically it's understanding yeah to be less oppressive be less arrogant be less certain be less defensive so basically be all weak and vulnerable uh, as a white person then you are doing the right thing no it basically states don't be a dick so they equal being a being an ass to being white this way but can you show the previous slide the previous thing that we saw this is what someone saw and Coca-Cola apparently didn't come out saying it wasn't true, but they kind of said there were other training methods that they also do. But this is just that people write these things down, just change the word white to any other race, and it's an issue. And then some people say, yeah, look who the people that are saying this. But I also have a serious question about this. Can you show the previous slide, maybe? Uh, oh, yeah. The research shows that by age three to four, children understand that it's better to be white. I... I my family has, um, how do you say that? It's a mixed race family and the kids all have a different skin color and they just look at it as a fact, but there's no, um, there's no, and sometimes they even think because their dad is black that they are also black when they're actually more lighter toned. But it's, they, kids, I know that mo the kids that I know that they just they, they see it as a fact, but there's no correlation to any negative or positive thoughts that way. It's just a fact. You also notice it when you text with kids. When you text with kids or send messages and you ask them a question, and normally with grown-ups, they can read something behind it. Or with kids, when you ask a question, when you say, are you having a good time? The answer will be yes. Not like, yeah, I just did this or that. It's uh, very factual. Kids really are raised by what they take in. And not, this is my experience. Tell me if I'm wrong. But kids are, uh, they're like sponges. But basically, they you ask them something and they respond very factual. There's no thought behind it yet. And they start only when they get older and they get into, then they, I experienced this, Dirk experiences where you get into situations where people start bullying each other. I think it's around the age 10, maybe 11. That's when they start realizing maybe who they are, what their position is. And that's usually when bullying starts, in my opinion. Yeah, but then still it has nothing to do with race. They just look at what's different. Yeah. And in some cases it's glasses, red hair, being uh, chubby, whatever. They just pick whatever fits their bullying and it ha that is not even racist. At least the thought behind it is the intention isn't. Can you see another slideshow? Otherwise we'll take this away because it's a lot of negative attention to this. 
we you know we don't feed it but i just wanted to let you put on the screen the message of the day the message of the day is yeah that was kind of like what they're training people it's like but then also i have a serious question if you have to be less white um blackface is also not allowed coloring darkening your skin is not allowed so there's no winning here there's no way you can do it right for these people they're so caught up in this whole woke racial story that it's they're making this an issue about race while most americans most people and i tell you for the people work uh, watching from europe this is coming your way too it's starting slowly and here it's like full force but in a year or two it will be all where you are you think you're not only dealing with the lockdown just wait this will come your way and these companies what you can do is be like okay i understand i have to try to you know do what these training you know what i'll do it or you can say i'm not going to drink any more of this uh, this drink it's you can make that's what i say with the cancel cancel culture also you can make your own decisions who you support or not and uh but it was a shocking story that this is uh but this is not the first time i've heard it i've watched the tv and i watch with like um, it's 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 crazy that there's so much emphasis on race and color and they cannot just look at people as human beings and individuals and everybody is equal and everybody is an individual to have their own special talents no it's all black and white it's uh and ex- again if it's uh, any other race that you put in that space it's uh called racist but this is not racist um yeah it's uh very very crazy you mean me very worrying I, yeah so yeah i see someone asking why we have a european accent well we are from the netherlands we're actually dutch and as you might know new york was built or up by the dutch we unfortunately we are lost trying to take it back <laughs> we lost it to the english and then it became new amsterdam became new york but um yeah it's uh i saw that andrew yang who's running for mayor in new york city he was talking about the new york city flag that it's been like that since 19 something it's or even before that time that uh it's a flag it's it, it's related to the dutch and then he was like yeah i don't you know when i think of new york city i don't think of dutch people and i responded to him well i'm dutch and i live in new york city so um yeah and you follow me so you know it's um interesting um i think you know you need to always embrace history learn from it whether it's good or bad and just move on but don't try to change everything so that flag should stay in my opinion and so we we now have this you know the trump everything happened biden now we're going to the mayoral or how you say that um campaign for the new mayor and um yeah so we have a few people so we already have andrew yang who ran for president who wants to be mayor and unfortunately he uh, caught COVID. he was all out on the streets so maybe he got it there he was all in the outdoor dining and um I think he has a good chance be- just because he's a known name and he's, a, you know, he's uh, of a minority ethnicity. So he has a good chance. Then we have an aide of de Blasio who's running, a woman. 
And um, we have also a few Republicans, but many people say, no, the whole city is bluest of the blue. Only blue people will win. But I'm also thinking maybe if there's a very good like police officer running and people are fed up with the damage that the mayor has done, it could be why couldn't they vote for a Republican? But in my heart, I know that they some people are so focused on the Democrats is the one thing we need and they're going to save everything, even though they ruined the whole city. We have to do it. So we have, for instance, uh, this is a taxi advocate, Fernando Mateo. He also wants to be a New York City mayor. He's a... Republican, and we have another one. There's a few people on the list that we're gonna follow and watch coming, coming months and year, and then I hope we'll get a good mayor. And Derek was saying the other live stream. I also encourage you if you like this live stream, watch the one a few days before this one. Uh, it was a lot of interesting information about America, and um, Derek was saying, yeah, someone like Yang who wants like basic income. The city already is doing the worst ever and Blasio is seen as the worst mayor ever. So why don't you give him a chance to do it uh, and try it again? Just make New York the testing ground for his ideas. Universal basic income. If, In my opinion, if we keep heading this way with Amazon and this morning we had a water delivery guy and his. Uh, th- there are multiple delivery co- companies that consolidated into one company. They fired everybody. So they're now trying to do a, a, a three-man job with w- only one guy. If they keep doing this, they don't have enough jobs for everybody anyway. And if this administration keeps outsourcing everything, we, yeah, we need stuff. a solution at one point. This is not going to go well. Yeah, so what you see also, and we experienced it, that um, I used to order from this little water company and then it got sold and then the the people were fired and then they asked another delivery company to take on that extra delivery. So one company is becoming bigger and all the little companies are going away. They're out of, going out of business. So we will get only a few um, people running the the you know the show only a few businesses only amazon that that we only have these warehouses everywhere and everybody orders online there's no more physical stores everybody has to always be at home it's not a very positive future um so what dirk is saying i'm against basic income but they're maybe forcing everybody that that's the only solution to make sure people not dying that they they all need to get a, a certain amount of income uh, some people will but think... But not dying is is true in many senses because not dying because you don't have a job and you cannot provide for food or the consequences of that situation because that's actually what's going on in New York right now. Now, people cannot feed their families uh, so they resort to other things. Yeah. Shooting people. Yeah, and for some people, maybe a few hundred bucks a month is enough and they will be very happy and, you know, they can buy their food. And then others, maybe it will slow their process that if they didn't get that money, they would have maybe been more active and more getting best out of them. So I don't think with basic income, it's getting the best out of people. It's just making everybody more calm. Um, Because if you know that... You have to work and to feed yourself, you have to do this. You maybe get the best out of yourself and you maybe force yourself to the 
the max to and then in the end you look back in your life like wow i did that I, i i managed to do this so it's also maybe not the fun thing in life to work hard but it's also the most rewarding in the end that you look back and like wow i did this it's not like i got everything for free you see that also with young kids that grow up with um families that are rich it's very hard and i'm also appreciated when young kids that are living in a very wealthy and uh good family that they find passion within themselves because it, it's not a given and you see and you see it especially in new york city young kids that the parents have so much money and they can live a lifestyle the way they want they're really like now depressed because they're in the lockdown their life consisted of going to parties and being out and about and now they have to stay at home and they don't know what to do they have no passion in life so it's uh sometimes the lack of money also helps you find but also sometimes you don't have room in your head to do that because you don't have money to feed yourself so it's a it's a very fine line of when it works and when it doesn't I think it's that's actually the reason why I am kind of curious to see what a universal basic income would do yeah to see if it helps it, it, what it would do yeah but it's New York City that's uh, that should be the center of the world is that the place you want to try out something like that why not it, it's to put it blunt, it's a shithole right now, so it cannot get any worse. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So that's what probably Andrew Yang will do or wants to do or focus on. Uh, but on the other hand, we have a lot of people that are, ref- not refugees, but yeah, also people that are um, illegal immigrants and with Biden now really opening the border up again and getting people from Mexico in and um a path to citizenship for at least 11 million americans that they hope will all vote democrat because of that um yeah it's uh, interesting development one half years ago i saw some old videos i would have never thought that this would happen but i also think i was a little bit addicted to new york and i would have never thought of leaving so it's kind of i felt like i had an addiction to new york city and now I had to sober up and now I'm like, I'm done with it. I want to go somewhere else. So it would have never happened if, but the other hand, if you stay and it all works out, it does get go, it will go through a dangerous time. Just like 30 years ago when, uh, before Rudy Giuliani came in office and cleaned everything up. But then you're also the first to see when it goes bad because everything is in waves, right? So this is actually a low for New York, maybe it will get better, or maybe it's one of those uh, those cities around the world that have that disappear. They already say that New York is, um, um, you know, it should be underwater already, because people people that live, people that believe in climate change, they think that New York is going to be underwater, and they said that like 15 years ago, and it's still doing okay. But maybe, maybe in hundreds of years, it will be submerged and uh, there will be another big city. Then I wonder what the big city would be, probably somewhere in China. Um, Where would I go if it's not New York State? Interesting question. Well, we've been looking. I have friends in on Long Island, I have friends upstate, I have friends in Florida. Um, I really think I would should first take care of all everything I have here before I think about moving because my whole life is here. So 
you know, if you have, uh, if I rented, I could have just ended the lease and just uh, go somewhere else, but that's not possible. So I'll keep you posted on what I think and where I'm going to go. And I keep driving around. Also, my videos, the Lonneke Tours New York City or New York State. That's nice. I'll show you. So you see what it looks like. For instance, nobody knew about all these outdoor dining little tents that they have out there. Like it's, maybe they heard about it, but the media doesn't show it. And it's just an interesting social, it's like a new social experiment what's happening. It's really crazy. And um, yeah, so we have New York City with the lockdown. Probably we'll have a few good months coming ahead, uh, coming in front of us or in front of us where we will be more out and about. I think people are around us. A lot of elderly are getting their shot or the vaccine. Uh, so we'll hear how they feel. Some say that, you know, in Europe, I know they're talking about vo uh, COVID and vaccine passports. But in others, in New York, we haven't really talked about it yet. Where, Dirk, do you know anything about that? Well, for instance, the Netherlands are already talking about vaccine passport. That if you have a vaccine, if you've been vaccinated, you can actually be a part of society. And if not... New York? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't heard about it. No, I haven't either. And also, they I know that they say, yeah, by July, we'll have 75% of uh, Americans uh, vaccinated. Well, the people that want to take it, it should be man not mandatory, of course. It should be just free uh, w a free will. Um, and I see here, friends, I, I really see it as a personal decision. And they say none of them is a hundred percent and yeah, it's just everything in life is a risk and you have to just, uh, you know, but nothing should be forced on people. And that's something that's, that we see in Europe, which is dangerous. And you don't see that yet here because we have all these independent States, but I hope it will be like that, that we don't have a curfew. We're not having anything forced onto us. That would be crazy. Thank you so much, Dick, for your question. You know the difference between an optimist and a pessimist? The pessimist says it's a shithole right now. It can't get any worse. The optimist says, want to bet it can? <laughs> I, I'm always pessimistic. <laughs> I'm more... I, I'm pessimistic in the sense I know it can get better, but I look at it in a pessimistic way because I've been disappointed too many times. So this is a way for me to guard myself for disappointment. It's... Uh, but in a way, you're also... A realist and also you have experience and for some reason you studied a lot and you read a lot of books and you you uh you are all about coding and you know it's if you you're very good at math so if you add everything up i, I remember before the previous crisis i uh, my family used to have a shoe store i used to be uh, in the store owners association and I was telling them, I'm, I'm not, I don't want to pat myself on the shoulder, but I was telling them that uh, we were heading for a crisis and things were going to be bad and things were not going to look up. So they were, oh, you're, you're a pessimist and I don't care. Uh, I'm almost at the pension age. I'm going to sell my store and I'm just going to uh, retire. I'm going to live off that money. And I told them, you're not going to live off that money. You're go not going to sell your store. It's worthless. 
in, in, in a year from now. No, and you're a pessimist and shut up, blah, blah, blah. So yes, I am a pessimist, but I what I told them happened. And it's based you, on some facts. Yeah, and there's a difference between being optimistic and wishful thinking. And a lot of people uh, mainly practice wishful thinking and ignoring reality. Yeah. So I, I prefer to be to look at it in a pessimistic way, but I still believe things can get better. But we all have to, to do our part in that. Yeah, I agree with you, Dirk. I think that um, I also try to be a realist and I always hope for the best, but I prepare for the worst. And I'm never shocked by things that happen. What happened with the election last year, I knew that, this was going to happen and in a way well it's when it actually happens you do have a moment of like okay and then you're like why is this world like this but still we have people like you and me here that can make everything better and the people that want to make things better that's the ones you have to spend your time with and focus on and Try to make things better your way, whatever you can do and focus on the, you know, you can also force things to go well for you. If you're smart with your money, if you don't do anything crazy, if you take care of your health, um, you have less chance that things go wrong and, and go the wrong way. So I think that we, yeah, you're pessimist, optimist, realist. I think it's always best to be realistic and be hopeful and that's what i am but but still i i am actually curious about the universal basic income and the, the, especially here in new york there's a huge huge wealth gap and it, it, it the the basic income is not going to pay for everything because you need a, a very high basic income here in new york to to even be able to live here so this would be a very, in my opinion, a very extreme, but a very good testing grounds. Because if it works here, it, it'll also work somewhere else. And I think it's very un-American, um, but I think it's still worth testing. So in that w on that side, I am optimistic. So if, it, if they choose to do that, you're not going to be all upset and you'll be like, oh, let's see this experiment. Let's yeah, see where I this really goes. I really want to see where it would go. Interesting. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, this, could you imagine two years ago that you were thinking about the things you're thinking about now, that how, how the world has changed? Um, and they always talk about, you know, building things back better the way they want it. But this is also an opportunity for us people to make it the way we want people are waking up like wait i need to buy more local i need to not buy with these companies that talk all this weird racial bs and talking about buying local somebody was complaining that you have a amazon wish list but just to warn i'm being pessimistic again to yeah. war to to warn everybody in we i think we are possibly at, at a place of no return here in the US because they took over everything. If you I want to we want to buy local. If if I need something, I go to the store. But uh, here in New York, we're already at the point that if I go to the store, they don't stock up 
on anything anymore. And they say, yeah, just buy it online, buy it online. And most of those stores, they use Amazon for fulfillment or to to sell their products as, as a, a platform. So there aren't that many options anymore. And also uh, uh, upstate in smaller towns, it's, it, it's not doable for those smaller stores to stock up on stuff. And especially since uh, innovation is so fast, it's, it's almost a mission impossible for them to do that. But you have to understand that Amazon spent the past decades to build this, this infrastructure. And it's, um, you know, if you want certain things and you want your, your people to um, help you out, you... That's the only way you can really do it in one place where you want different products that people can help to support your thing. There's, But I do think that in the future, we will see competitors of Amazon. There will be a few competitors, not that many. Um, but that, that's the same issue, a few competitors. Yeah. There shouldn't be a few competitors. No. Yeah, the only thing we can do is, uh, that's what, for instance, Gab is doing the social media company, they were offered a lot of money, Andrew Torba said, the founder. And he said, we're not doing that. We're not taking any cash or any money from these investment bankers that just want to look cool, like, hey, I invest in this and we want to share and we'll give you capital. He's like, we're going to build this from the ground up. The people are the customers. They're paying us money. We are giving a service. We're not selling their their uh, information. So I also became a Gap Pro. So I also, inf- you know, invest in this platform. But he's like, I don't want those big, f- the few players that have all the money just take over all these companies. And you see this everywhere in the world. Whenever there's a good company, then the money speaks, the money talks. They, when they get an offer from a big company that they were always against, like Unilever, for instance, if it's a small food company that uh, says, no, we're changing the world, we're starting small, and uh, we do this everything with the people, and they get a good offer by this big company, they are they, they sell their soul right away because money, everybody needs money. So what you see is that this person, Andrew Torba, I would really look uh, up. It's interesting. They, they want to make out this website, Gab, as it is the very old ride, but... I see very normal websites, so very normal people, very normal conversations. Uh, it's much nicer than Twitter with the interaction. You get a lot of interaction right away. So, But they were also offline. They're trying to target that as well. But what he was saying, he had this post about we need to bring more money to our local communities, local banks, local food and everything. Yeah, that's the end goal. And I also I have a few things like... Um, uh, I have Patreon, I have, you know, these are companies that offer these services, but I will not stop looking for better alternatives. And that's what I always try to say. If you want to change the world, you can stop your life right away, that you cannot totally function well and people cannot support you because you are so focused on your beliefs and everything has to go away. Uh, has to um, you, You're so focused on your beliefs that that's the only way to go. But it's also holding you back to achieve maybe bigger things that can then help you achieve those goals. So, and that's the thing. I'm a Dutch person in my country. Even if you do 95% of things well, they will complain about the 5% that's not going well. And um, I 
spread you know i'm going to do more of these these alternative things like gap parlor cloud hub all these others locals you know it's good to spread your chances so all these companies are doing well and you find different conversations everywhere and they're not changing the algorithm to show you something that's what all these other companies have been doing that they show a certain algorithm you only see things that you want or when they have listened to you and you talk about something you get a recommendation but just regular, normal, like how it started, just a conversation. You start a conversation, people can respond to it. And it's not like you see something more than others. Um, we need to go back to that because that's the only way that's, that our life and social life is not influenced. Right now, social media, big tech is influencing our lives way too much. And yes, you're totally right. I wish there was another company that offered the same thing as the Amazon wishlist, but um, that's the only way that people can support me with that. And it's easy for everybody. And people want to sup sometimes just support when it's easy, when it becomes too difficult, they don't want to do it. So, but you shouldn't block those, especially in the beginning, you shouldn't block those because of principles, because sometimes you need to use those platforms to, to get, get to your principles. Yes. And then the moment you have, you, you can move away from it you move away from it use them till you can make that next step i see one commenter saying i believe the future belongs to strong small communities i believe that as well that's how it started that it should be and i think all the that's what the politics should have protected politicians yeah but the technology has gone so much that it and the politicians have so much money and power at stake that they went wrong way and then we have to the, the the people have to correct it and they have to and i think people being at home they now have all the time to study they have to they have all the time to find different solutions different opportunities and you see things like this platform i just mentioned gap that that you know happen and they try to ruin it but you have to become independent in a smart way and slowly get to your destination and you learn along the way, but nothing is perfect. Nobody is perfect. And if you have any suggestions, instead of complaining about Amazon is not good, if you have a better solution, send that to these people. If you, because um, I get that a lot when people complain about something that I'm doing or so, I'm like, please send me an alternative. If you can't, you, it's easy to complain, but it's hard to find solutions. So if you see something wrong, why don't you get involved, uh, first of all, telling people about alternatives, if you know it, or look for alternatives, or even build it yourself. We are all, you know, the same with Microsoft and, you know, Bill Gates started somewhere, Elon Musk started somewhere, and, and a lot of other companies, Jeff Bezos, they all, and they were very focused, and um just with Gap, they started very small, but now it's pretty big already. And it's all in the news. When it's down, it's all over the news. So anybody can be that first person to grow something to a, if you have a great idea to make it bigger. You have, you have to dare to do it and you have to stop complaining and do something about it. Kuna's saying we should all throw away our smartphones. And that sounds like a really crazy idea, but... If we're almost getting to that point because we have to ask uh, Facebook and Twitter what we can talk about or they decide what we talk about. We have to ask Amazon if you can, if you're allowed to sell products. We have to ask Google uh, if we can advertise those products, if we're allowed to do that. And 
it, it's going even further now because with the Amazon hosting, uh, they dictate even more. If if you try to get an alternative up and running, they kick you off. The same with with Shopify. So in 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 the Netherlands, it's still slightly different. For the people in Holland, it's pretty easy in Holland to get e-commerce up and running, open source. Uh, the, like the delivery companies are, it, it it's 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 easy to get a contract with them. Uh, payment service providers, um, hosting. Here in the US, it's just more difficult. Even with payments, you, you're uh, most of it still credit card, and there's a lot of fraud uh, going on in uh, with credit cards. And then you have to pay another company to check if it's okay. Shopify does that automatically. They everybody's trying to push you in one direction. It's yeah. Also because they have all here. they have all the services for you to uh, to you know like I have Teespring that helps me with uh, my merchandise. But um, when some people they got their stuff right away and there were because of the weather or something, then some they were stuck. And I wanna w- I wish I could do something about it, but it's another company that's fulfilling it. And um, yeah, it's just you you need you will be. If you want to do certain things, and you know, you have to sometimes deal with companies that are maybe not your ideal company, but you use them to make your your what you want to do make it happen. And it's the same as that you still will use Facebook or social media, insert social media that you know just to put your message out there. So if people are on there, they still see your message. But you also have to spread out to and be more active on the platforms that you believe in and this counts also for uh, you it's easy to go to the supermarket to the big chain for instance here you have whole foods and it's owned by amazon so if you buy there you also support amazon but then amazon has this trick where you have a credit card and then if you go there you get a more discount so um what i want to say is it it's really attractive for people to only do all everything there but now I only use it for necessary things that my local supermarket doesn't have. And I still buy with my little local supermarkets. Um, they're very nice. So I, you know, it's just that you're conscious of this, that you know what to do. Okay, let me, let me explain. Be superior. He says everybody can do it without that much knowledge, setting up e-commerce. But that's true. That's actually not true because... Uh, even even the way the federal government and the states uh, regulate things is very discouraging. Um, s- you mean every s- state has different sales tax? Sales look tax. into being sales tax compliant in the U.S. Everybody wants a cut, and, and then every if you sell in this state to another state, and there's a different sale. You know, it's not like you have. It's easy to use a, a payment provider, but. Uh, if you use a, a warehouse and if you sell more than an, an X number of products to a different state, you have to uh, ask for, you have to apply for a sales tax certificate in that state. You have to report sales taxes in that state. You, uh, if you can be co- uh, above a certain threshold, uh, oh, so, oh, he was talking about the Netherlands. In Holland, it's super easy. In Holland, it's really, really easy. You just go to the, 
Chamber of Commerce, you you start a company, uh, you get a tax number, and you go to a payment provider, go to a shipping company, you can integrate things easily because there isn't that much choice over there, and you have it up and running within an afternoon. Yeah. But here, the threshold to do that and the overhead to do that for a simple mom-and-pop shop is, is incredible. Even if you say, okay, we only ship to... Uh, within New York State, for example, even New York State has different, uh, they have a destination tax. So every city charges a different uh, sales tax percentage and you have to uh, calculate that, you have to report that. It's it's a mess. You cannot, do, you, you cannot burden small companies with that. This system was set up for small local shops not for a statewide uh, uh, e-commerce or even a nationwide e-commerce. It's so ancient and stupid. And those people in government, they should just sit down with with uh, entrepreneurs or they should start, they should go to a class to start a company themselves and see what, what stuff they all have to take into account to get this up and running and how they can make this easy for people because it doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, so America, they're not really, only a few companies can deal with all the rules. Uh, they probably have a lot of lawyers and stuff uh, working on it every day. But um, it's not. It's ancient when it's, you know, about the future, biz doing business. That's why a lot of people use these bigger companies, because it's easy. They do everything for them. But this also gets me to another point, that there is progress and there are things happening. This week we had the hearing of uh, the financial committee and the Congress and Maxine Waters was uh, leading it. And not my favorite person because she was telling people to get up into people's uh, faces if they supported Trump and the Trump administration. Remember, the video was out there at a rally. She said that little, little get together with a few people. It's not like a rally with Trump where there's tens of thousands of people. But um, so she was uh, doing this and then Republican and um, these committee members uh, and, and Democrat committee members, they could ask these people from GameStop, <clears throat> GameStop and Reddit and um, Citadel and a few other people that were involved with this whole GameStop saga uh, questions and I don't know I read that Maxine Waters I'm not sure if that's true but apparently someone said that she asked why can't people that lose money in the stock market get a refund <laughs> but anyway it's um, I don't know if that's true but I read it it's uh, funny well, one guy had actually a very good question because he asked the head of the SEC like uh, so the people who trade on uh, Robin Hood they actually contribute to the success of the company are they able to uh, share in that success by investing in robin hood he, he prepped that whole question i'm sure he prepared everything there was nothing genuine and spontaneous about it so the sec woman uh, uh, replied that no that's not possible because uh, you need to be an it's not a public company so you need to be an accredited investor to be able to invest in Robinhood. So he was like, oh, so they cannot share in the success that they helped building. No, that's not possible. So when are you an accredited investor? Well, you need to make at least $250,000 a year to become an accredited investor. So he didn't need to ask any more questions because there, 
some people have opportunities that others don't. And that was what the whole hearing was about. That was, it was genius. Do you remember who that was? Who that said? Who said that? No, some guy with gray hair. <laughs> well, the funny thing is that the guy from um, Robin Hood that was there, and the guy, the what is it, Kitty something Kitty? He was like the one that had this thread, the Wall Street bets on uh, Reddit. They look alike, so it felt sometimes like they just changed outfits. But um, this joke has been made many times. I'm not the first one to say that. And um, the yeah, so we had this hearing, and you see that what happened with uh, with Robinhood, and that's a company that gave these people, um, you know, that don't have that much money, that don't know much about stock markets, they get a glimpse of what it looks like. So there were a few people in Congress saying, yeah, it's really bad. These people don't have a lot of money. How can they influence the market like that? Um, so they don't want that, that people that don't know what they're doing can do that, that it's really bad. You know, they're going to ruin the financial system. But then others were like, oh, so people that are, you know, it's more, more people can be part of the stock market, which is more fair. So, but that's what happened was something where more people got involved that never did anything with stock markets. And um, I think if there's more opportunity for more people, it's more fair so i actually like what happens just so more people can play the same game that only a few people played to make a lot of money and that's why it's good that companies that do well but are not greedy like for instance gap they just want to do their thing that they say no to these big companies so then we can maybe stop these big companies from because right now they make a lot of money but they never really lose a lot of money because they play the game with each other. So um, if you put a stop to that and you start doing your own thing with your own people, your own little community, your own little financial system, we can maybe balance it out again. So I think it's really the people. The people can make a difference. And how much propaganda there is and the media, don't listen, you know, you can watch the media, but don't get, it to screw with your head because that's what they're trying to do. They gaslight you, they uh, make up things, they propaganda, they, it's all propaganda, but be, you know, um, find your information from other places, do research and um, don't get it. They want people to be riled up and outraged, but try to just stay calm in all this and just be smart with how you speak, how you react um, take a moment to whatever's happening, take it in before you have a reaction. We saw it with so many situations over the past years that something happened and it turned out a few weeks later that it was different. Whether it was George Floyd, the Capitol Hill thing with the uh, Covington kids, all these outrage stories that was on TV, it turned out to be a different story in the end. So we need to learn from that and be not as reactive, but be proactive. Like make sure that... Everybody, every person, that's what I want to be, um, you know, it's my goal to have people more informed and more motivated to get the best out of their own lives and not be a slave of the system. So less, uh, you know, be more in charge of your life. So that is, uh, yeah, this week, another week has passed. I hope we're going to open up more. We'll see more return to normalcy i know it sounds weird for people because new york is now talking about opening up and everything is 
becoming better and the stores are open and everything. Because in the Netherlands, they are having this curfew. And I'll give you an update next week because last video I talked about this court case and how Prime Minister Rutte abused his power uh, by having this uh, court, this appeals court on speed dial and they could do it within a few hours. Now suddenly there's no rush anymore. So the verdict will be Friday because they did the appeal this Friday and they're now going to... Uh, so we're going to discuss that again next Saturday. Um, so give you a little update on what ha it was happening in the Netherlands because they are still under a curfew. You cannot go outside. And they even now made this law that was uh, actually approved by the second and first chamber. So it's in law now that they can take away your rights to be outside whenever they want. And also there's no time limit. So it can be the whole day inside. And even if you're on a terrace or in a garden of someone, that's not allowed. So yeah, that's very strict and very crazy. And I haven't heard anything like that in New York. Although here you have people that want a mandatory vaccination bill. And then other people are like, no, we cannot have another bill says that are going to vote on is we're not going to have a mandatory vaccine bill. So there is also things happening here, but it's very different. So it's interesting to see how every state, every country is doing a totally different response. And the one thing that is the same for everybody is that there it seems that people are suffering and the economy is going down and business are going out of business. But there's only a few places that are doing pretty okay. And those are maybe the people that have a, a very normal, um, you know, um, normal life that everything is open. People live a good life. Thanks Vivo for your Superman sticker. I'm sending you a lot of love. I know um, that, uh, you know, it's, it's uh, a hard time for many people. And, um, but I really appreciate you and everybody that's, sends me stickers and super chats. We're in this together. We need to encourage everybody. We will have setbacks, but there's always a brighter future. And there's always people and, you know, around you that need you. And you need to just find the people that are worth it or the pets like my dog who needs me. Actually, I need to go walk him. So we're going to do that soon. But... Yeah, thank you so much for everybody watching and listening. I don't, this is my story today, my New York City timeline. I wanted to tell you exactly what happened the past year. So will New York City survive? That's the last thing we're going to talk about. Dirk, what do you think? New York City will always survive. It's not going to be submerged due to climate change? No, only Battery Park. No, I don't know. It, no, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they will ever let that happen because the re real estate is cheap now, and it's been it, it, the the bigger companies, uh, real estate companies, are picking it up. So they they have a lot of investments here. There are a lot of uh, foreign investors in New York City real estate. So they will never ever let that happen because they are the one, uh, the ones lobbying uh, with the politicians. Um, New York is still beautiful. Um, if they can make New York a little bit more safe, um, tourists will get and back. And livable. And livable. But that's not even uh, the biggest issue because, uh, like you said, all those influencers, they are at home now. And the moment it opens up, 
they will flock back to New York City because they want to take pictures and yeah. they want to be the cool dude yeah, on Instagram again. Yeah, and they so post social media might actually save New York this time. Yeah, so the moment they go out again and show that, uh, yeah, I, that is very much possible. And also, New York City, look at New York City, um, you know, to make the whole world f- feel that everything is going to be all right. If New York City is back with the theaters and stuff, now it seems so far away because they've been closed so long. But um, maybe that's, well, um, yeah, everybody's looking at New York, like always. They're always looking at New York. So I really want to thank you for uh, watching. I see one person dislike my video. Always so interested to uh, to see, you know, or understand or hear why. But I appreciate everybody liking. So I really encourage you to like, subscribe, and um, hope to see you later. Every Sunday is a Dutch live chat. So make sure you watch next Sunday which is, in this case, tomorrow, um, the live chat in Dutch. And if you don't understand Dutch, just watch it and see if you can understand something we're talking about. And you we're can at o- home anyway, so learn Dutch. It's yeah. a very useful language. <laughs> well, you can also chat in English in the chat. The nice thing about Dutch people is they speak English very well. They understand. So uh, thank you for all my super chats and stickers and questions and stories. And if you want to support me another way, you can do it. My Patreon card is going to be sent out this week for the people that have uh, supported me through Patreon. And they signed up for the monthly postcard. That's going to be done. And um, I will see you later. Thank you so much, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.